Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast, where I am so excited, so excited to be joined by the Hannah A. Brown. (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me, Zell. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you here. I mean, you've been on before. You've you've been on one other episode, and then we recorded another episode a while ago that never made it to the podcast because... It the vision wasn't like where I wanted to take the podcast. It wasn't going there, but it was a good conversation. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. It is wild though. Like we all podcast with each other and make mm-hmm. so many episodes that like they all blur together at a certain point. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've done this before. Yes. I'm happy to, I'm like thrilled to be back. I'm so happy that you're back because we talk all the time. We talk yeah. all the time. The DMs, the texts. We and we are here today to talk about yes, reality TV, but also some scripted TV because Hannah loves all of the shows that I love. Yeah, I, I uh, love I love that we can bond over these things. Yes. And today we're gonna be talking about our current favorite, mm-hmm. The Summer I Turned Pretty. Uh. Let me ask you, because I feel like we talked about this show, but I cannot remember. Did you and I talk about, um, what was that show? It was on Hulu, particularly unhinged about the- Pen 15? No, not Pen 15. It's a drama about the, God, what was it? The situationship where the guy was like, lie to me, lie to, tell me lies. (gasps) Tell me lies. Tell me lies. I love that show. (laughs) I need it back. I should rewatch it. Honestly, I'll rewatch it. My nerves cannot take it. But like, because that show in particular puts me back in such a place of that, the situationship time in my life Mm -hmm. where unhinged, an unhinged individual. He's, he is like that guy though. Like he looks like the guy that you would be like, Oh my God, no, he really likes me. Like he just like the way he embodies that character is so dark sided because I'm like, I have been with that man where like literally he's leaving my house and fucking somebody else. And I'm so like blinded by this weird fucked up game of cat and mouse that we have where it's like, I'm willing to set all my friendships on fire for this man because I've convinced myself he's the love of my life. Like it's very triggering. Sometimes I think I being married now and you're engaged. Yes. Being married now sometimes about when I thought I was in love in these situations. Oh. And I'm like, bitch, are you dumb or are you stupid? I know. I think about that all the time. And I, sometimes I think about my overreactions to things and I'm like, I'm mortified. I'm actually mortified. I would literally be like emotionally abused and be like, he's the love of my life. And it's like, girl, like help. Like yeah, I can't get over it. But yeah, they're, they're supposed to be coming back for season two, but with everything going on, who knows? No, we need it during like back to school time. Like it came out like last, like August, September, mm-hmm. like around this time last year. Mm-hmm. And it was such like a fun way to usher in the fall. It was such like a low stake, high stake show. If that yes. makes sense. Like I wasn't on the edge of my seat, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But I, I still was like, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, ugh. 
Yeah, yeah, and it and it was a very like horny show, and mm. you know, you know, we both love Bridgerton, very and Charlotte. We love a horny show. Oh my god, Sorry, Turn Pretty, you know, is not in that category, obviously, because we're dealing with teenagers. Right. But those those boys, Conrad and Jeremiah, I just know that like if I were a young person right now watching this show, I would have been in love with them. Love. I Je- mean, they're adorable. Jeremiah, I had to look up. I'm he's over eighteen. He is so fucking cute. He's adorable. He's so fucking cute. I just know that I would be like down bad for him. Same. Well, I was also like when I was a kid, I was in love with Jeremy Sumter from the remake of Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. And he has like similar features to those boys. It's like the beachy hair and the blue mm-hmm. eyes and the like olive complexion. I just was like as a kid, I was like, Ooh. Jeremiah's hair it just really really makes it like I wonder if he didn't I look at him often I'm like if he did not have that hair would I still think he was this attractive it's I don't think those so curls those I know. curls no because if he had like a crew cut like honestly he would probably look like kind of a geek a buzz cut Ooh. yeah forget it no. forget it the the curls are everything I have an aunt who's like she just got into the bear and she's like oh my god Carmi is so hot and I feel like it's because of his like hair and his eyes like together like the combination of the two listen I'm feeling some type of way because mm-hmm. Jeremy I know who Jeremy Allen White is for hello a decade I watched Shameless religiously yeah. religiously and I thought he was hot before the muscles okay yeah some people are just now getting onto the bandwagon and I'm like, I feel like you need to get to the back. Right. Like, it's like, wait, some of us have already, we, we saw this talent. We saw this beauty many, many moons ago. That's how I feel with like, and you know, close friends of mine included who are like, oh my God, Ryan Gosling as Ken. I love Ryan Gosling now. And I'm like, yes, I'm happy. Like, welcome. I'm happy you're with me. But like, where were you during crazy, stupid love when he literally took his shirt off? Were there people who didn't find Ryan Gosling attractive before? I think there were people who just weren't like as enamored with him, but I've been obsessed with him since, yeah, like 2009. <laughs> the Notebook. Like, hello. The, the, uh, I feel like there was something before The Notebook. I'm going to have to look this up. because oh, Remember I, the Titans? Remember the Titans, but I feel like there was something else that he was in that I really was like, oh yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't remember. I, I, I'll have to look it up for a different day. But like with Jeremiah, the actors who play Jeremiah in um, Conrad, I'm like, this is okay. So this is the new wave of like young, hot Hollywood. These are going to potentially be the new it boys. And I'm like, okay, like, I can't wait to see what y'all do with it. I know. And I love Lola Tung who plays Belly. I think she is like such a great actor. I think she's so cute. I just like, I root for her. We've texted about this. I'm like, I feel like she's my little sister and I just want to like hug her and tell her it'll be okay. I'm so excited to see what she does. When, oh God, let's just get into this season full swing. Okay. When the funeral scene happened, because (gasps) I really was not sure if they were going to, I I didn't think, I knew what happened in the books that Susanna had passed on, Mm -hmm. but I was like, are they going to do that in the show? Because like, it's Susanna and like, we love her. But when I saw that they did at that funeral scene, when Jeremiah, two things, two things actually for me, first was the prom. I was like, literally so very triggered by that because my boyfriend, high school boyfriend, dumped me two days before prom <gasps> and then fell off the face or didn't go to prom, didn't show up for prom, didn't show up for anything, wouldn't talk to me, wouldn't anything. 
I sat, oh, we had no. our table of everybody. Everybody was in a couple except for me. So you just ended up going alone, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I looked fucking, fucking asshole. Amazing. I looked I'm fucking sure. Amazing. Yeah. No doubt. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I was, when I saw it happening, I was like, Conrad, Conrad, don't you fucking do this at prom. Don't do this. It's really fucked up. And like, he was so like disengaged the whole time. I was like, you're literally the worst. And like, I believe we were both team Conrad in season one, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it's so. like, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Like, I, I just can't, I, I could not believe that this is the same guy from season one. But then also I was like, well, his mom just died and he's yes. away at school. So he didn't get to like be with her as much as Jeremiah did. So like, I could also see why he would be like fully catatonic. Well, she hadn't died yet at prom. She oh, hadn't, yeah, she hadn't, she was yeah. just really she was on the FaceTime. She couldn't be with everybody. Oh, duh. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I need a picture with everybody. Like, here's what you should yes. do, Laurel. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's my thing. I get it. But it's such a thing. So like when you're a teenager and I mean, men now, a lot of them, you have to pull yes. out like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? So I do, I'm not expecting a teenage boy to be like, you know, this is what's wrong. But with Belly, it's like she she knew. She knew because it was, that is his mom, but it's kind of happening to her too, because right. they're all so close. So mm-hmm. that's why I was just like, Conrad, Conrad, we would understand. We would understand. Please don't do this. I know. Like, with her, I was like, don't do this. Don't do this. I know. I, uh, I just, ugh. and oh. then when her brother was there after, oh my God. I know. And she like runs inside and hugs her brother. Isn't that what happened? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just, I literally was just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. But then when the funeral scene, this is my thing where Conrad is always going to lose me. Mm-hmm. Why do you seem to move on? You always seem to find yourself in the arms of another girl. Mm-hmm. And that's that. That's the shit that I, I can't with, okay? Yeah. Not the time nor the place. I know. I mean, like, and I, I look- I saw people, we talked about how like Tinks posted about how she thinks that Belly is just like an insufferable little brat. And I'm like, well, Tinks, I think you're an insufferable little brat. So there's that. But I, I'm like, yeah, like, was it shitty that Belly like had a mentee be at this funeral? Maybe, but also I'm like, A of all, teenager, B of all, like you said, she was super close with Susanna too. So her Mm -hmm. feelings were very raw as well. Like Susanna was like a second mother to her. Exactly. And then also it's like, on top of that, yeah, your boyfriend pushed you away because of everything that was going on with his mom. And then the second she passes away, he's with somebody else. And like, I understood where she was coming from when she was like, okay, you're going to let some random girl help you, but like, not me. Like, I've known you since we were kids. Like, what the fuck? And so, like, my, I understand the unbridled yeah. rage. My thing with Belly, too, is like, the, and why I feel for her is because when you go through a breakup like that, you, there are some, pockets that you can kind of go in your life to to escape mm-hmm. he could not escape anything about something anything about conrad everything everywhere she turned it was all roads were going to lead back to him in the family that's such a point even if she tried to talk to her mom her mom just lost her best friend who's mm-hmm. her mom conrad's mom she talked to jeremiah jeremiah doesn't want to talk to her because of his brother who is they both just lost their mom Steven, like everywhere she would have turned, it would have, it, it all circled back to him. That's a really good point. I just, again, like something, one of my fucking TikToks was like, he was having an anxiety attack and that girl was controlling him. That's 
girl, that girl. We don't even know her fucking We don't name. know her. We, we don't know she her. She shouldn't have been there. She should not have been there. Why was she there? Thank you. Why was she there? Who is she? Who Who is she? I don't know her. You know, not to make this about me, a la Belly, but when my mom passed away, I remember I had to text an ex of mine who like he and my mom were like close when we were dating. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I don't know if my mom... I just wanted to give him closure because I felt bad being like, don't come to my mom's funeral because they were close at one time. But I remember being like, don't bring your new girlfriend to my mom's funeral and don't bring her to Shiva. And he was like, I need to take a couple of days to cool down after you sent me that. And I was like (laughs) a couple of days later, he was like, sorry, I had to take some time to cool down. I was like, you have to cool down. I don't want some random girl at my mom's Shiva or funeral. No, 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 no. I know. Hi, what, what, what? I know. know. Why is that something that even needs to be fucking said? And then you need to calm down? You know. Now I need to calm down. Oh Mm -hmm. my God. Are Mm -hmm. you serious? Yeah. So all this to say random girls should be banned from funeral luncheons and funerals. It's not the time. It's not the place. As the women of Roni like to say. I'm upset. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm mad. It was because a weird time. Who, who, why is that something that you need to be told? And then right. you, now, now, why is it something you need to calm down? For? I know. I know. I'm, and look, I have no regrets saying that. I'm like, maybe no. it was an unhinged text to send, but like, I wasn't, the fact is what's more fucked up is that I wasn't certain that, that he wouldn't bring her. So I was I like, don't... I, I got to explicitly text, text to send Thank you. Thank you. Text to send because Thank you. the fact that the, you, what, you know what, what you should be worried about, mister, you, your heart should be breaking because I just lost my fucking mom. Right. You know, what am I doing? I'm texting you to make sure you don't disrespect me by bringing yeah. your new girlfriend. And my mom didn't like her. So yeah. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> Oh my God. Not to make this about me. I'm just saying shit gets weird at funeral luncheons and oh, random one, girls 100%. are not invited. 100%. Yeah. I just, it, people have no, bring back shame, but not to stray too far. But then that, that was my thing. Like the girl should have never been there. Like Conrad absolutely needs, you know, needed consoling and that's fine. But we've been, last time we checked, you and Belly broke up and this happened a couple months later because prom may some may time mm-hmm. by graduation Susanna had already passed away right this is right. a short amount of time mm-hmm. where did you find this broad who is she that's Pick my, her like, out that that was my fucking thing I was like like my, I like dates because I like to know amounts of time it's not like this was a year and we right. hadn't spoken it was um, prom and graduation is usually like tops two months apart right right also i th- they really did not have to do us like that like do us dirty by playing mm-hmm. fleetwood mac mm-hmm. silver springs i was like are, we're already sad like we're already crying and now i have to watch them fight to stevie nicks singing and then when she falls down in the dress she's like don't touch me and she falls down and the dress is too short and she's pulling it down uncomfortably and all the adults are looking at her like ooh. i literally felt such like secondhand embarrassment and i was like oh it's okay i am a person that like can't deal with secondhand embarrassment well same like I'm easily embarrassed same same exactly 
when that happened, I was like almost in tears for her because I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me right now. And like, here's my other thing. People may say, okay, belly can do no wrong in your eyes. I'm not saying that belly can do no wrong, but she takes me back to a place. I was such an angsty teenager. Same. Like it was all angst. I don't know how my parents put up with it. It was just so much like, so I can see, I understand every aspect Mm -hmm. of like where her brain is going. And I'm sorry, if you ask me, why would Conrad engage in that argument with her at his mother's funeral? Right. Why would you, why would you be arguing back with her then saying those things? He had just as much a hand in that argument as Belly did. I know. And also like, not like, he did it like in the front, like in the entryway, like they bro- both were arguing in the entryway. It's like, he didn't have to go after her. Like it escalated. It takes two to tango. It does. Okay. Yeah. And I just yeah. think he, if I feel like me, I would be like, well, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But me always need to be seen in the better light. So I, I am know. going to be thinking about who's around me and I'm going to be like, God, I, would I know. Never. I know. <laughs> but- when she when it happened, I was just like, oh my God. And like you're right. This the soundtrack in general so is good. if I could give it a hundred, a thousand out of ten, I would. Mm-hmm. Because my God, my God, the Silver Springs, the kissing you, the oh, oh my god. Driver's license. Dri- like I was at full, fully bawling, fully bawling when she was driving in the car to driver's license because again i was just taken back to that that time in my life right i was like you know when you're at home it's like yeah i can cry at home but like once you when something about being in your first car oh like you know what i mean just i remember driving in my green beetle bug just Mm -hmm. like bawling my eyes out like oh, full right. privacy in the mm-hmm. car. Yeah. With the soundtrack of your choosing and no one can judge your music taste because mm-hmm. no one else is with you. And you just have true freedom to like sob and feel your angsty little teenage feelings. Mm-hmm. It is, it is such a canon event for every teenager. I was in full tears with her. I know. Stephen was being a fucking dick. And I also, I want to talk about Stephen for a second because yeah. I do like him. I, I really do. And I want him and uh, Taylor. Taylor. To be together so bad that I need to talk about Steven and Taylor. Steven makes Taylor better because last season, I, you know, I was like, Belly, stop hanging out with her. Get out, Taylor. Stop fucking hanging out with her. She's such a terrible fucking friend. I could not stand her. And look, her acting wasn't as good as it is now either. I think she got a really good acting coach between seasons one and two because now she's like really cute and fun and I like love watching her. I love her scenes. Yeah, I do too. The yeah. bangs, not so much. We need to talk to somebody. Not into that. the bangs. Yeah, well, need a word with hair and makeup. Well, you tell me, how, because this is how kind of how I see it. I feel like for my hairdresser eye, I feel like some of the shoots might be reshoots. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of tell that there's more there's a bit there's hair clipped in there and then I can tell also the difference in when those are just her bangs yeah there are some continuity issues with the hair that's funny you mentioned that because I noticed it in this week's episode too where there's a scene where like Belly's hair has like some big waves and then the next scene it's like curled like freshly curled and Mm -hmm. I was like oh and it's supposed to take it's supposed to be like moments after the previous scene and I'm like that's not accurate oh my god that shit drives me (laughs) I I hate when I can see like 
differences in reshoots mm-hmm. <laughs> and stuff like that in like appearance and reshoots because I'm like what happened here like mm-hmm. we didn't but yeah Taylor those bangs I'm like I can see some clip-ins here at some point so I don't know if we had to go back in or this was before we got they actually got the bangs I don't know what happened but it is obvious to people who mm-hmm. have done hair but I want Taylor and Steven to be together so bad they have so good bad. chemistry. They're really cute. They do. And it's actually really refreshing to watch a guy, a young guy be like, no, I, I have a crush on her. Like I, I have, I want her to be my girlfriend. It's really cute. Because we don't see that that often in, in I feel like in the light that we're seeing Steven, it takes place with Steven. I feel like we don't see it from that perspective. I always used to wonder like, okay, when a guy realizes he likes a girl, like, especially at that age, I'm like, what happens? Right. What do they do? If what anything? do you, yeah. Like, what do y'all, what do y'all do? Yeah. And I like the way he's written because I feel like we have those moments where he's really trying to like assert his like kind mm-hmm. of like masculinity and like act like an adult and sort of puff up his chest. And then we have moments where he's like a goofy, like he has such a boyish goofy charm to him with Taylor mm-hmm. that it's like fun to see him sort of step into different like modes or identities like depending on who he's around or like what the situation calls for yeah it is it is well let me ask you this because we haven't seen much of laurel and Mm. i know did you read the books no i should i didn't read the books either but i i what i do is i look up the differences like between the books and the Mm -hmm. show just so i i know and i guess aunt julia is not in the books at all what the fuck and it's the dad that wants to sell the house in the books yeah so aunt julia's not there at all the cousin cousin sky isn't there at all so i'm interested to see how that takes place um what do you think is gonna happen with laurel because we just haven't seen too much of her i know i i I want to see her like what goes on with her and her who's that guy cleveland is that cleveland yeah i want more with her in cleveland because i think they're cute i mean i think like What's interesting about Laurel is like she kind of as a character exists like on her own little planet Mm -hmm. where it's like she had Susanna and then she had Cleveland and then like we've seen her talk with like Belly's dad a couple times but like she doesn't have like much of a storyline outside of like those other characters so like I don't really know where they would take her but I want to see like more of her grief and like how she's dealing with Mm -hmm. the loss of Susanna because obviously that would be really earth shattering earth shattering and this whole summer it's like her kids are MIA. She has a new book coming out. Like Laurel's got a lot going on. I want to see more of her. What do you I think? Know. I, I agree too, because <clears throat> it's so weird because I feel like, tell me if you feel the same. I feel like I'm su- I'm in between Belly and Laurel. I am mm-hmm. so in between. So I can understand. And it's so weird getting older because like sometimes with parents and shows and stuff, I'm like, wait a minute, I got that kind of makes sense. <laughs> I know. I'm like, as an adult, that does kind of make a little bit of sense. But- <sighs> I, I can still relate to Belly and, you know, like I can totally hear one of my favorite scenes last season was when Laurel and Susanna ate those gummies and then they went to the bar and are just like having fun, making out like that was with, cute with guys and stuff, because it just reminds you of like your best friend. I want to see more of Laurel's grief because I cannot imagine. I, it's literally my worst nightmare. Yeah. I, like this is your best friend. You guys had kids together you go through life together. And then now this happened. I, oh God, I've like been thinking about it. I'm like, I, I'm not, I can't, I can't, I can't. No, I literally think about like mortality probably too often as someone with anxiety Mm -hmm. where I'm like, 
I don't want to die young, but the shitty thing about getting older is like people around you start dying and that's really fucked up too. So I'm like, God, just being a human is really hard. And if reincarnation exists, I'd like to come back as a cat with really nice owners. I see. I, I have the same. I always think about, you know, life and dying and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I do think about reincarnation because I'm like, what I'm this is so random but I get so scared I'm like what if I come back as like a fucking ant or something and then it's like boom I know yeah I'm like I'm like I'm like I better not come back as like a fucking cockroach or something yeah like a fly (laughs) yeah oh god nightmare nightmare um wait what was I gonna tell sorry keep going Oh no. Um, I was just saying, I know you've watched the episode from today and mm-hmm. I've, well, I have not, as soon as we get off of here, I am going to important Wh- whose team are you on now? It's so hard. Oh God. It's so hard. I do think Jeremiah is more likable this season, mm-hmm. but I think I'm always going to be a Conrad girl. And I truly don't have, and like, I love your TikToks and your podcast because you always have like data. You have like points. Like I always say, you like you would be an amazing lawyer. I don't have good reason for why I'm team Conrad. I think it's just because I'm so loyal to him from season one. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah, like, I think he's a little more like manly this season. Like he seems a little more confident in himself, which is mm-hmm. like cool. And I can see why Belly would like find that attractive. But like something about him is a little too eager to me and it's a little irritating and that's unhealthy of me. I want everyone to know I'm unwell for being like, he's just so nice and into her boring. Like that's fucked up of me, but that's where I'm at. I think that, so here's my thing. I am so torn on team Conrad or Jeremiah because I can't, I, once the trust is broken, I can't do the mood. I've had a couple of boyfriends out to where I, they pull the disappearing act. Totally. And, well, ex-boyfriends I'm married, but they've, they pull the disappearing act and I wake up and I'm just like, I'm not sure if we're go- you're about to end things with me or you yeah. suddenly hate me today. Or you can't deal with your feelings towards me. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it uneasy for me with Conrad. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. But then when he's in, he's all in and that's fine until you pull the rug out from under me. Totally. I can't do that. Jeremiah, I think seeing how much he missed Belly Mm -hmm. and how much he cares for her, that's what's making me. I'm like, oh. I know. And he's so solid and reliable. Like he's never really done her wrong. Like he's Mm -hmm. always been there for her. Like he's been like, okay, I'm second in command to Conrad, but like he loves her anyway. He, he does. And I feel like, here's the thing. I feel like Jeremiah can take seeing Belly with Conrad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Conrad could fully see take like I don't think he could fully in on the inside take Belly being with Jeremiah. I think he would be like, yeah, you need to be with him. It's totally fine. Like you need to be with who's better for you. I'm brooding. yeah, brooding, Ugh. brooding, yeah. But in his dorm room, like his fucking roommate is like, bro, you gotta fuck it, like get the fuck together and then he's also mm-hmm. like running out sticking his dick and everything that walks like right you know what i mean like it's like no you i don't think on the inside you would actually fully fully let that you know faster and somebody compared in summer i turned pretty to dawson's creek and there are some comparisons mm-hmm. no one is in, as is as insufferable as dawson leary um so true as a, <laughs> as a member of the i hate dawson leary fan club <laughs> yeah Pacey forever 
Casey, I will make, I will pay to put it on a board. I also, Joshua Jackson, early sexual awakening for me. I remember seeing him and Same. being like, I like that. Same. I like that. Like, I don't know what it is, what's going on, but I like that. Uh, he was so cute. And again, like boyish charm. I, and I did a rewatch of Dawson's Creek when it was on Netflix. And mm-hmm. oh my God, I, I was falling in love with him all over again. I know he's adorable. I was and Dawson gets it. The older you get, the worse Dawson. So goddamn gets. annoying. And my mom was like doing some of the rewatch with me, and she was like, "I don't." She was like, "I was an adult when this came out." She was like, "I just don't remember him being this bad." I was like, "Dawson slut shamed his mom." I know he he slut shamed every woman on that show. He's every not woman a feminist. Do what he wanted. <laughs> he slut shamed them. He's an incel. <laughs> Literally, I could write a fucking. You might. I might make a dissertation. TikTok. I might make you a TikTok on how Dawson Leary is absolutely a fucking incel right you now. Have to. He's a January six apologist. <laughs> he is. He I is. will say he is, and he probably saw the movie "Don't Worry, Darling" and thought it was like amazing and like related to Harry Styles' character in it. Like a hundred percent. Wait, but I was going to say what I love about this show, what Summer I Turn Pretty as a millennial is that we grew up on these like soapy, juicy teen dramas mm-hmm. with the house porn and the the teenagers who don't know who they're in love with. Like we had the OC, we had One Tree Hill, we had Dawson's Creek, Felicity, like going on and on and on. And so I think that's why as millennials, we are like hyper fixated on this show because it takes us to like a very safe, like nostalgic place. What, oh, 100%. I just recently started watching the OC again for the first time since I watched it the first time when it was wow. I don't know why I could not take myself back to that place because when Melissa Cooper died Marissa yeah. Cooper when Marissa Cooper died I was in a state of shock yeah I was I was not okay I would never forgive McGee I was I know I, I uh, oh god you're like I, I remember where I was. <laughs> I would. I remember. I was. I will never forget. I was in the living room in the house I grew up in for the most part. And when it happened, I because I remember like the, the pop culture at the time. It was like Misha Barton leaves the OC. It's her last episode. There's this whole buildup. Like it's her last episode. It's her last episode. But we wouldn't. We didn't know what was going to happen. And then when the Cam Gigante never forgave him either. When I know. Car chase started happening, and then it crashed, and then Ryan picks her up and it's and doing the rewatch it's reminiscent from when he Tijuana I know I was like Mm -hmm. I was like when he picked her up in the Tijuana scene too I was like oh my god I was like that's the exact from when the car crash happened but like and the fact that like I don't know it just feels like it's a sting because Misha Barton left because like she was kind of the it girl Mm-hmm. And it was projected that she was going to have this fucking career that just like took off and it's she was going to do all these things and it didn't happen. Yeah. And it's, it's scary. like, it stings because it's like, they killed her. So we can't bring her back. I know. Like it, it, and it never, the OC was good after, don't get me wrong. It was, it was not bad. I liked Autumn. It was mm-hmm. fine. But it was the fact that like, she, she was not coming back and I felt it's like the it's the what if the mm-hmm. what if that just eats me up inside 
I know. Like, could you imagine if like on Gossip Girl, like Serena got killed off? Like it was that level of like, oh my God, like that girl from this show is just gone. And then, and then in the following season, they like addressed it like a couple times. Like they were like, oh, it's such a bummer that Marissa died. And then they just like kept it moving. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Like no one really grieved Marissa for more than like an episode. Even Summer. Like I I was like, your best fucking friend. Your best friend from high school died. And it's not even like Marissa and Summer did not have the Brooke and Peyton relationship. They were no. never fighting over the same dude. Like we probably saw them. They never had any serious fights. Never. Though they were girlies. They mm-hmm. were best friends. Mm-hmm. Thick and oh my God. It just, uh. but you mentioned Serena and I'm like, I have to go. <laughs> I have to go. Chuck, I have to go. Chuck, I can't do this right now. I have to go. Oh, oh. Dan, I have to go. <laughs> I, look, I gotta go. <laughs> she's exhausting like gossip gossip girl's another one that like you and i mean you know because you run the gossip girl podcast i mean trying but, yeah but gossip girl's another one that like i don't know what it is because a lot of shit in gossip girl ages so terribly mm-hmm. so unbelievably terrible mm-hmm. but it just it i still watch it I know. And then you watch it and you're like, ooh. Well, yeah, because Chuck Bass is literally a, a rapist. <laughs> a rapist. And they establish that in episode one, one. And then they give him a hero arc for the rest of the series. Well, also, remember when he like sold Blair to his uncle? Yes. And then there's also an episode where he's like, all these girls from my dad's hotel are accusing me of sexual assault, but like they just want money. Like, there's a lot of, like, victim blaming and rapey behavior on that show. And Blair's like, well, I'm with you, Chuck. They're definitely lying. And I'm like, this is crazy. Uh, yeah. Chuck, speaking of somebody, Chuck's not an incel, but he is definitely a Trump supporter. Definitely. <laughs> absolutely a Trump supporter. Right Without a doubt. for Donald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Honestly, if we had to, like, pick it back up, Serena and Dan probably don't talk to Blair and Chuck anymore because of the election. That's so true. They're probably like, yeah, we never, we didn't keep in touch with them after 2016. Yeah. They're like, no, we're never speaking again. <laughs> Cause you know, Dan was like working on the Hillary campaign. Like he was, um, 100%. what's it called? Like the people who like call and text you and are like, hi, I'm Dan Humphrey with the Democrats. Like, just want to make sure you registered to vote. 100%. 100%. If we had to pick it up, that's the harsh reality. They're not yeah. friends. Speaking <laughs> of things based in New York, let's talk about the new Roni really quick before I let you go. Now, Hannah is an old school Roni fanatic. It's my comfort show. It is. And I get it. Like there are certain things in old school Roni that we'll never, we'll never see again. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's art. It's Mm -hmm. art. But with that being said, how are you liking the Roni reboot? I am having a great time. I love it. Yes. Me too. Are you liking it? Yeah. I am. I am. You know, I think everybody is where they should be. You know what I mean? I've seen people online. They're already like size inseparable, blah, blah. I'm like, first of all, let's take that inseparable word and throw it in the fucking garbage because like really inseparable. Insufferable. Yeah. That's also, too much. I like Sai. We need I like Sai. Her too. I like her too. She's fabulous and aspirational and she like gives us funny one-liners and is very direct. And we need somebody like that. I don't want to see people getting along and not like being catty. Like I need her to be like, God, just Je- it's Jessel, right? Jessel. Like yes. I loved when she was like, God, Jessel, like you complain all the fucking time. I'm like, thank God. Like yes. somebody had to say it. You want to talk about insufferable Jessel. I, I can't with her. Now, I look like a fucking Christmas tree. I'm like, shut up. One of my pet peeves 
is when somebody has something on that they have already made up in their mind that they don't like, and then they kind of position their body to make it even worse. Because when she put that slip on, she was like caving. She in. literally was like, like marching around the house. And I was like, like hunched. I was like, you don't walk like that. Right. You don't like you. That's not your posture. That's not how you move. And I don't even know you like that. I'm just going off of what I've seen. Why are you walking like that? You're, you're literally making it worse. Right. And I just, here's my thing with the whole lingerie gate, right? I think if we know that she, she went through IVF and she, I think she said she had a C-section mm-hmm. and she's already said, like, I'm not really like back to like feeling myself and stuff like that. Do we think that if Jenna would have gotten her something a little bit raunchier, a little bit more revealing, like she got Aaron or Cy, for example, she would have been mm-hmm. like, why would you get me this? You know, I told you that what, you know what I mean? That's how that I, is, like she would that's have- the vibe I get from her where she's going to find like a glass half empty approach to like any mm-hmm. situation. And like, I just think like, I really like questioned a lot of their manners during that trip because I was like, just the whole, like, I, you know, I love Cy, but she's like, I brought my own toilet paper because I didn't trust that yours would be good. Or like Uba being like, yeah, I know you're cooking for us, but like, where's provisions? Like, I would rather eat that. Or like, you know, like, and then Jessel being like, it's fucking for raising. I was like, I, I would probably complain about all those things behind Aaron's back, not to her face. hundred percent. I would come in your room and I'd be like, you cold. You yeah. Cold? It's fucking freezing in, here. freezing in here. Yeah. And Aaron would come in and be like, Hey girl. Uh, yeah. I'd be like, oh, oh my God, God, everything's great. <laughs> I would probably, yeah. Like go to my friend and be like, we are spooning tonight. Cause I'm fucking freezing. It's, hello. Like, like, I like, I need your body heat. <laughs> because it's not like we're not in an Airbnb. It's not like, right. Oh my God, it's fucking cold in here. Like, you know, like where's the thermostat where you're in Aaron's home. You know what I mean? And uh, I would probably put on a hoodie and slippers and sweatpants and then maybe give some context clues. And then if Aaron was like, are you cold? I'd be like, a little bit. Yeah, it's a little chilly. Do you have any extra blankets? Like, hello, have some manners. Talk behind her back. I know. Literally talk behind her back like a normal person. And then like, even like with the shakshuka thing where Jenna's like, oh, I absolutely can't have shakshuka before I work out. Like, oh my God. No, 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 no. I'm going to stand up for Jenna Lyons here. Because, I love Jenna Lyons. I love be, Jenna Lyons. But with spe- specifically with the shakshuka, because Jenna never said, don't make the shakshuka. That's true. He just said, oh, I can't have shakshuka before I, before work, out, I work out. I will throw up. Okay. That's a fair That's point. like me. Like, you're like, I'm going to go get a smoothie before we work out. I'm like, okay, I might go with you. But, and you're like, I'm, are you going to get one? No, I'm not going to get one. I'll throw up. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And then Aaron's like, Aaron makes my ass chap a little bit. Just Aaron, and then Aaron's like, I could have made my shakshuka. Girl, we're in your home. You do if whatever you make the it, fuck make you want to do. Yeah. You do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like make the shakshuka and then be like, okay, well, I'm still going to make it just in case anybody does want it in the morning. Like at all. That's like they were point. trying to blame Jenna. For, and, like Jenna, I... I'm sorry. I love her. And she's I like, I love her too. She can make the shakshuka. Like, it's totally fine. I didn't tell you not to make it. I just said, I'm not going to eat it before we work out. And she did bring them coffees, which was a classy move. The only, the only point where Jenna lost me was I think, and I relate to Jenna a lot because I'm also very rich. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I relate to her a lot because 
I am a very particular person. Like I've mm-hmm. noticed I don't really do well on big girls trips either because I'm very picky about like what I eat, where I sleep. I'm kind of a pain in the ass. And I've mm-hmm. accepted that as I've gotten older. So like an ideal girls trip for me is like me and two other girls where mm-hmm. it's like less cooks in the kitchen. Right. So I can understand why Jenna would be like, I have an early call. I don't want to annoy people. I have a house pretty close. I kind of just want to sleep in my own bed. I just wish she was more forthcoming with that information where she's like, Hey, Aaron, like, I'm actually going to take off and I'll meet up with you guys in the morning. Cause then it wouldn't have been an issue. Okay. So I, I can do a big girl's trip. I can, but I am the person I agree with Jenna because I'm like, there's so many people here. A lot going and especially on. Especially if I'm not the center of attention, like I'm not the reason we're here. I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go because I, I like with me, I was on a bachelorette party like a couple years ago that, I honestly, I was just drunk. Like I, I had hit my, we were like a couple days in, I'd hit my wall and I had to go to sleep. Like I mm-hmm. had to fucking go to sleep in the rarity thing. This is how I know that they were being loud as fuck because I was drunk. Like I was fucked up and I, they woke me up because they were yelling, screaming, dancing, doing everything. That's totally fine. Like normal stuff on a bachelorette party on a girl's trip. But mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I will fucking murder yeah. all of you. Mm-hmm. All of you. I will freak the fuck out and kill every single last one of you. <laughs> and like, I was, I was like, if I had the money right now, I would go get a fucking hotel room. And I wouldn't, no, I, and I would just show back up like, hey, because for me, if I stay, I'm going to start resenting people. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna the same way. Irritated and start resenting people. And then when you come in the room, you're like, hey, babe, what's up? And we're like, hi. And it, it, right, it, and there's, it. there's no need for it. There's no need for it. You know what I mean? And if one would argue like, okay, then just don't be like that. But no, like I, I am tired. I want to sleep. Like I have a solution for this that's going to benefit everybody. So just let me do let it. Me, yeah. Just let me do it now. And I probably would not have said anything either because of the optics like oh you guys are like partying you're like having fun and then I come down and I'm like hey I'm gonna go that's true it creates creates this whole like oh my god what did we do blah blah blah. she's such a party pooper she did that I would have ran out of that fucking door you do (laughs) make really good points I would have ran out of that fucking door I literally would have been like like a ninja Okay. Totally in the night. Nar. Like nar. I mean, she was kind of damned if she does and damned if she doesn't. Because like, if she was like, hey, Aaron, like I'm going to sleep at my house tonight. You know, that would have been a thing where Aaron would have like, she would have walked out of the room and Aaron would have been like, well, I guess Jenna doesn't want to sleep at my house. I guess my house isn't good enough for Jenna. Like, sorry. Like Aaron seemed like I understood why Aaron was annoyed at certain points. But then at other points, I was like, okay, you're also being extremely sensitive about literally everything. We're like, if it were me, I would, I don't know. I think I would just be like, okay, well, you're being a little rude, but yeah, do what you want to do at my house. Like I would have like been more forthcoming with other people if they were pissing me off as a host. Whereas I think Aaron got a little like passive aggressive and like butt hurt and like didn't say as much to their faces as she could have. Oh, 100%. And I mean, I had another bachelorette party that it was in St. Louis, but we got an Airbnb because everybody was going to stay together. And like the planning for this was such a motherfucker. And there were a couple girls Ugh. there that me and one of my other best friends, like we planned the whole thing. There were a couple other girls there that I was like, 
I'm not doing this with them this fucking night. Like I was like, I'm so fucking pissed off and irritated. Like I, I don't want to, like, I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. And so I was like, I stayed the whole, like I stayed until like two in the morning when everything started to wind down. But then I was like, I'm going home in my own bed. And I still paid for my poor part of the Airbnb. So when a couple people were like, she's leaving. I was like, I already paid my portion. So I don't know why the fuck you guys are even right. like whispering right now. I paid to not sleep here. Right. Yeah. And then I bought, pe- I did, did just like Jenna, actually, I brought people coffee in the morning, the bride specifically. And then my that's other, so chic. My other best friend that was there, <laughs> my other best friend that was there, she was like, you're going to leave me here with these people. <laughs> and I was like, like, don't go. I was like, you can come with me. And she was like, I can't fucking go. And you know that. But she lives in LA. She, and so she had, like, she couldn't have been like, Oh, I'm, I'm leaving. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, babe. I'm, I have to can't. And I think, I think some of that just comes with like getting a little bit older too, where it's like, Mm -hmm. like I'm in my early thirties and I feel like I'm becoming a lot pickier about like my sleeping situation and all those things. And like a little more type a than I was in my twenties. Like, I just don't want to go with the flow. I'm not a laid back person, like take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I can only imagine when I'm in my fifties, I believe Jenna's in her fifties. Like I will probably, and fucking rich. Are you kidding? I have the means to do whatever the fuck I want. I will gladly do whatever the fuck I want. No one, the it's going to be bad. If I come into, if I become with money, if I become with money and like a little bit of like fame or anything like that. Oh no, no, no. Don't let me get an assistant. That my, don't get me wrong. My assistant's going to be my best friend, but I'm going to be like, go get me out of here. Yeah. I'm going to be like, you got, you got to get me. You got to, we got to go. Come up with an excuse to get us out of here in a way that no one's mad, but Mm -hmm. I can leave. That's, that's what my poor future assistant will be tasked with. Literally girl boss, gaslight gatekeep. We got to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care what we need to do to these people. We're going to get, we're getting out out here. Yeah. I felt her. And like when she came back and everybody was on her ass and then when Bryn was like, I was very, very irritated with Bryn because what I feel like Bryn failed to realize was the difference is the way you both went about it. Mm-hmm. Jenna tried to be low key and was just like, okay. And then she came back in the morning, faced the conversation with Aaron and was like, okay, I understand you're upset. That's not, was not my intent. She explained where she was coming from. Bryn quite literally was like, what the fuck do I look like going to bleep? catch yeah yeah literally it's not 2012 it's not I don't want to go there and then the aftermath after you ran your mouth Jenna also didn't run her mouth that's what I think she what Brent is missing Mm -hmm. Jenna just wanted to go go to sleep and she came back in the morning to join the group you didn't you ditched first of all you ran your mouth said why would I go there it's not right well oh my god acted like this restaurant was beneath you and then when it came time to talk to Aaron about it you were like oh my god like blah blah and then you you kind of had your little hand in cheese gate so like that's the difference Bryn no one totally. it's not preferential treatment you operate like a fucking brat a hundred percent. And like, I think we need a character like Bryn who we oh, can yeah, like 100%. be annoyed with. And I love her tagline, but I totally agree. I think like, had Jenna been like, oh my God, Aaron's house is a shithole. I'm leaving. That would have been a different story. But yeah, it. I think Jenna genuinely was just like, oh, I don't want to be in anyone's way. And like, I think this just makes more sense. So I'm going to go. Whereas yeah, Bryn is like very bratty and like seems very concerned with like appearances and and fame. And I mean, they did kind of address this in the last episode, how like, 
I think it was Bryn and Sai who were like, oh, I didn't grow up with money. So I'm a little different about some of these things. And like, I don't know if Jenna did or didn't, but like the way Jenna carries herself feels very like old money to me. Like she's mm-hmm. kind of like, she likes what she likes. She doesn't like what she doesn't like. It's kind of whatever. And Bryn, I think her concern with like, oh, I don't want to be seen at a restaurant. That's not cool. That is giving like very like new money, like new fame, like mentality of like, I want to see and be seen and who's going to be there. And is it cool or is it uncool? That's that's my thing I don't get. You are a fucking housewife now. Mm -hmm. Wherever you go, wherever you go, your local bodega is fucking cool. You're a fucking housewife now. But and we don't know for a fact if it was catch or not that they were talking about, but all roads, Mm -hmm. all arrows point to catch. Mm -hmm. I went to catch in Vegas on my bachelorette party and I had a lot of fun there. (laughs) I've heard great things. I had a lot of fun at catch. And I'm like... Is this the middle America and me acting up? I was like, is catch not cool? I know. I never know either, but I also think Chili's is cool. So, you know, what the fuck do I know? I, I sometimes actually don't like a place that's super cool because I hate walking in feeling like everyone's looking at me and who is she and why is she here? And that like, even having to deal with like trying to make a reservation and feeling like, you know, they're rolling their eyes at me over the phone for even asking as a non-famous person. Like I've tried to go to Craig's before here Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, we're not taking reservations right now. And I'm like, that's called, I'm not famous. So you're not going to give me a table. I don't know. Maybe I'm guessing. Maybe I'm guessing. I have no reason to confirm. Maybe I'm just insecure, mm-hmm. but like you're a restaurant. Why aren't you taking reservations? I'm right. asking for reservation. And I didn't have like, they didn't say like, oh, we have availability four months from now. They were just like, no, we can't accommodate that. And I'm like, why is that? So I would rather go to catch where I can get a table and take stupid vibey pictures and have fun and feel like I'm actually having a fun dinner with my friends then be like, oh, I have to go to this super sceny restaurant that like, I don't even feel comfortable being at because like, who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I was like, I, I wanted to, it's going to bother me. I'm like, what's wrong with catch? Because especially because I'm going to be in Vegas at the end of the month. And I'm like, I kind of wanted to go back to catch. I'm not gonna lie. Go to catch. Are you like, going to go to, oh, I am. <laughs> Are you going to go to Vanda Pumpa Paris? Um, yes, I am because I was supposed to go on my bachelorette party and we know that ended in disaster and I refused to come out of the room. (laughs) Iconic Aries shit, fire sign shit. Sometimes I do think in the moment, very dramatic. I was like, I'm not coming out. I'm not. No. I was like, you all hate me. No, I respect it. It's kind of funny because it is a level 10 Aries meltdown. Um, I had a level 10 Leo meltdown before my birthday party. So like we we're on the same page. We get it. We get each other. Yeah. 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 But yeah. And you know, listen, I I understand why Bryn is there, but I think like you said, she's somebody that we need to be, we need to be annoyed with Mm -hmm. um, because I'm not, everyone's like, she's an icon already. She's this, she's that. I'm like, I'm not getting that. Me neither. I think Jenna and Sai are more iconic than that. And Uba, I think, is hilarious. I think Uba with that trainer. Uba oh with that God. trainer. Uba was, was like, I want that. I know. She was like, no, like, sleep with me. <laughs> I know. She's like, we are literally having sex. Like, you, you are into this, right? And he's like, he did not seem into it. No, no, not at all. I he will was like, say, what a woman. Right. Who are your who are your favorites so far? Oh my God. So far. I, I mean, obviously Jenna. I love her. 
I, don't I love know. her. I'm captivated by her. I know. And I loved her show on Max. That was like my COVID comfort show. Stylish with Jenna Lyons was like my favorite. I need to watch it. Oh my God. It was so good. It was basically like it came out around the big shot with Bethany, like around the same time. And it was a similar concept where she was looking for an assistant, but she had them do like styling and interior design challenges. So you get fashion, you get house porn, you get Jenna. It's a very fun show. Highly recommend. So okay. I fell in love with her then. So I was excited to see that she became a housewife. But yeah, I feel like, wait, can we go over all of them? We have Jessel, Aaron, Uba, Sai, Jenna, Bryn. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I think my favorites are probably Sai, Uba, and Jenna. I know that's like half the cast, but I like all of them. Who are okay. your favorites? My favorites, Jenna, number one. Yeah. Sai. Of course, I need to find. I want to know what size sign is because I feel like she's one of us. I feel like she's a fire sign. So. Yes, but then I could see her having like a lot of like Capricorn or like Virgo in that her chart. Too. That too, I yeah. was thinking those as well. But Jenna, Sai, and then I'm just gonna go Jenna and Sai. Yeah, For I really like them both. They're really I, fun. I like Uba now. I I'm, I like Uba, but I just don't know enough about her. I will say my least favorites are Jessel. <sighs> Jessel. <laughs> Jessel and Jessel. And Aaron. I think my bottom two are Jessel and Bryn. Okay. I can accept that. I just <laughs> yeah. think of Aaron really quickly. Yeah, yeah. The internet does what it did. Okay. <gasps> and it uncovered her donations to the oh yeah, to the elect she was like an election. Her name was popped up on election denier donation things. Yeah. Oh, well then damn. Multiple okay. times. Multiple okay. times. Okay. All right. Then Aaron and Jessel are my bottom two now. No, I didn't no, know no. That which which I, I find this absolutely fucking hilarious because she she's answering to people. She's like, I'm working on a statement. Once people found out or heard the reason, they've actually been pretty understanding. Why they they've been understanding about why you were an election denier? What does that even mean? She's like, there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason because you don't believe the election. Yeah. What was the reason? reason? I I was like, and I cannot help but laugh because girl, first of all, who's your PR? Who is your PR? Help. They need to tell you to stop commenting. Stop talking. Like stop talking. She's like messaging people back. She's like, I would just literally like not. Literally just don't. If you're if you if you're gonna make the statement, make the statement. Do the iOS press release like everybody else. It's because mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal. Like you're a new housewife, and you're a New York housewife. We are coming from the Ramonas of it all. Right. It's it's to be expected to a certain extent. Exactly. Like so, I was not surprised when I found out she was a hardcore conservative. Like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, whatever, whatever. But I'm just like stop stop commenting back to people, girl. Oh my because god! The way I laughed out loud like it was kind of somebody it was, was trying to be serious on the post it was like she's an election denier and then it was like it, there's a story there and once people hear it they've actually been pretty understanding I literally was like what that is an insane thing to say you're one <laughs> actually been pretty understanding that's I wild like, a comedian. <laughs> I know I know take your act on the road I was like, you're fucking at me. I was like, you're hilarious, hilarious. But um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I feel like it's promising. People, you know, are gonna have their opinions no matter what. But yeah, 
Hannah, thank you so much. And I need to tell you before we get off here, I've been looking at your eyebrows this entire time and they are so fucking good. Oh my God. Thank you so much. You know that I like value your opinion with all things beauty because you're so stunning and so well-informed. Like you are a beauty girly. So thank you so much. Shout out to my friend, Kayla Aesthetics. She did them. They look so good. Oh my God. Thank you. I literally feel like so cunty with them. I love them. They look, I've literally been looking at them the entire time. I'm like, her eyebrows look so fucking good they snatched the face they no, they look amazing i need to get mine done so goddamn bad thank you if you're ever in la go to kayla aesthetics just plug in my friend she (laughs) does the vanderpump rules girlies faces too so oh really yeah incredible brow artist and facialist and a good friend degree of separation (laughs) it all comes back to vpr (laughs) let the people know where they can find you Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Um, y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, Hannah A. Brown zero on TikTok and check out my gossip girl slash pop culture podcast that I co-host with my friend, Tyler Meredith. It is called, you know, you love us. <laughs> and y'all just go ahead and stick around. I will be talking about love Island, real housewives of Atlanta, and then real housewives of OC. Ooh. Hello. Okay. Thank you for sticking around. Um, I, I adore Hannah. I remember when I first started getting into this podcast space. Um, actually before that I started following her, I think from like the bachelor bachelor or something like that. I don't even watch that show anymore, but I started following her. Uh, and then when she, I remember when she followed me, she was one of the first bigger accounts that followed me. And I was like, oh my God, Hannah A. Brown just followed me. So adore her. So happy that she could come on the pod. Love that we have become friendly. Um, Let's get into the things. I know, I know. I haven't had an episode. I skipped last week. I feel like y'all didn't miss me too much. You know what I mean? I feel like we didn't miss out on too, too much. But I have a a couple topics I want to talk about before we get into the shows, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of OC. We're talking about both Love Islands. Okay. First things first, have y'all been following Tori Spelling? And if you don't know who Tori Spelling is, I think you might be a lot younger than me, but she is the daughter of Aaron Spelling, who, rest his soul, was like one of the biggest TV producer moguls back in the 90s. He's in charge of 90210. He might have been in charge of, Mel- of Melrose Place. I, I can't remember, quite remember, but he he was huge. Filthy fucking rich, like empire. Empire, right? Um, Tori Spelling is his daughter. Tori Spelling starred in 90210. I mean, she was like one of the original Nepo babies. Not one of the original Nepo babies because they've been around for a long time. But she is like an OG Nepo baby, right? notoriously a spoiled fucking brat her and her mother candy spelling right um have been arguing over you know when aaron died he died some years ago when he died of course the fortune went to the mom right and tori and her have been battling out um over some money since now tori but it hasn't been that big of a deal because tori was married to dean tori and dean have had like a a slew of shows i mean they had a show when they first got together then they had a show um where they ran something i don't fucking know it's so irrelevant right now but if you know you know okay those of us who just literally will watch any fucking piece of trashy ass reality tv know about tori and dean's (laughs) shows that they've had so Tori and Dean have actually gotten divorced. They broke up. They have like five or six fucking kids. They got a whole bunch. Okay. Um, and Tori 
has taken to living in an RV with her six children because her mother will not buy her house. Her father left all of his money and fortune to his wife, which I, I, I'm sorry, Tori and Tori's an only child. I think that's correct. Like her dad did a lot for her. And I'm not saying that he should have left her with nothing. I, Tori has been taken care of is the point. Tori has been taking care of her entire life. She claims to be broke, very broke. And she's been living in an RV with her kids. And like at this point, it really is to make a spectacle because paparazzi are all over it, all over it. And I mean, she's going full RV. She's going to the community showers to take up, to take showers, um, with her flip flops and, you know, her, her, um, you know, her caddy, her wash caddy. She's sitting out in the folding chair in front of the RV and me thinks this is just me, me, the, the spellings are super fucking rich, stupid, rich, old, white, rich money. I really think that she is doing this to embarrass her mother. So her mother gives her what she wants because again, I state old, rich, white money. I would be willing to bet a, the $5, $5. Cause I'm not rich, right? <laughs> I'd be willing to bet money. Her mother is mortified. The thought of her daughter, somebody with her last name and that she can directly help is in this position sitting outside of an RV in a folding chair, walking to the communal showers because of her. Tori's trying to force her hand. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. Tori is trying to force her fucking, her mother's fucking hand. And I, so Candy has come out and said, I offered to buy, to get her a place. I offered, but it, it wasn't suit. It wasn't up to Tori's standards. It wasn't what she wanted. And I, I'm sorry. I believe Candy. I believe Candy. Tori spelling, like, I almost want to do a deep dive, but I I don't because y'all, I did a deep dive one time and it takes so much fucking work, so much fucking work. And you guys know I'm already up to my fucking earballs in this shit. Tori spelling is a notorious spoiled brat. She's a notorious spoiled brat. And I honestly think that this whole sham that she's running because, oh, that's the other thing. Dean, her ex-husband is also mortified. He's like, I'm mortified. She's living in this because it doesn't need to be this. He's like, it doesn't need to be this. She's, she's causing mockery of it. He is very embarrassed. And I'm just like, and you know, I was like, and where is he? And my friend Greg goes, not in the fucking RV. (laughs) But I just, she's a notorious spoiled brat. I'm just like, Ooh, girl. But it's, it's like watching a fucking train crash. Right. Oh, so, um, moving on, moving on. What's the other Kyle, Kyle Richards. You guys, let me, let me, let me say something. So it dropped today, right? That Kyle is going to be in this Morgan Wade ladies video, fall in love with me, falling in love with you. I something like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know her music, but something about falling in love and they, she's going to be the love interest in it. And then they put out this, Kyle puts out this video on Instagram, this like trailer teaser thingy. Cause the video has, is not out yet. It comes out next week, I think. She puts out this video on Instagram and she's there. It's both of them talking together. And when I tell you the cutest fucking couple I've ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> and they're, they're like trying to sit there and tell us, oh, Morgan's like, uh, and let me just say, let me say this, Kyle, Kyle Richards. I get it. I get it, girl. <laughs> I get it. I listen, I've taken my little dips in the lady pond before, so you don't got to convince me. Right. 
I understand. But I like Morgan, she got, she got a little something about her. I get it, girl. Okay, I get it. But they're sitting there trying to tell us, they're like, oh, the internet's going to, we're just mo- poking fun at all of the rumors about us. Morgan's like, yeah, she's got this thick country accent too. It's kind of sexy. She's like, you just sneeze and the tabloids are all over. And I'm like, Morgan, girl, baby, please. I don't know Morgan's pronouns, but I'm like, Morgan, baby, that's not true. Is she not that famous? Okay. This is a big deal. You sitting on her lap. Y'all, y'all have been canoodling. This is a big deal. So they're like, we're just trying to give y'all something to talk about. We're poking fun at it. Da, 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 da. That is, they are in love. I don't know. They're not in love. And I get what Kyle's saying when she's like, I understand that things are fun to gossip about, but here's my thing. I wish Kyle just wouldn't say anything. I wish Kyle just wouldn't say anything. I would bet that I would, I would bet that I would win the lottery before I bet that there's not something going on there. I'm sorry. Wait, did I say that right? I think there's a, I think I said that wrong, guys. But y'all get what I'm trying to say, right? I think I, and I wasn't trying to spec, I don't want to speculate about anybody's sexuality. I don't want to, like, I don't want to do that. But it's just so salacious it's just so like i don't know but let me tell you let me whatever whatever the fuck is going on with kyle and it's more than sobriety it's a more than sobriety i'm gonna tell y'all this right now i have never liked kyle richards more than i do right now and i don't i mean i don't know how she's about to act on this season and but possibly queer kyle is a vibe I'm going to say, I'm sorry. Possibly queer Kyle Richards is a fucking vibe. It just works if that's what's going on. Okay. But it just works. It looks like, I don't, I don't know. It just fucking works on her. It looks good on her. She looks good. And it's more than not, it's more than possibly divorcing your husband of however many years. And it's more than being sober. I'm going to tell you all this. Her style is different. I feel like Kyle is walking different. I feel like her, like when she poses in pictures, I feel like she just looks different. I feel like she looks great. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Honestly, I really am. (laughs) Who knew? Look at me. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm handing it off to Kyle. I think, yeah, I think there's something going on with you and baby girl. And I like it. I, I like it. I'm rooting for you. And if anybody says anything bad about y'all, I'll beat them up. No, I won't. But I like it. I'm here for it. Um, Moving on. Next thing I wanted to touch on, this lawsuit that's not a lawsuit. So let me let me pull it up so I get it right, even though it's, it's not anything. All of the Bravo legal pages have already gotten a hold of it. Oh, look at that. Sierra hasn't blocked me. I did an episode this week with Bravo and Botox where we talked about the future of um, Summer House and a little bit of Roni. And um, she asked me, she was like, have they all blocked you? I said, here's the thing. I never followed them. So if they blocked me, I don't know because I don't look at their, at their social media. Right. However, getting back on track, um, All of the Bravo pages have already, uh, Bravo legal pages, I should say, have already looked at the document and, you know, have dissected it and explained it to us all in layman's terms. Can I say lay woman? I ain't no layman. Anyways, um, 
but yeah, it's like, this is not a lawsuit. It's a pre-litigation letter. And I'm going to quote, go ahead and cite allegedly Bravo for her work here, because that is who I am reading off of. Um, she says, first of all, this is a letter to another attorney, not a complaint. A lawsuit does not exist until there's a complaint. Second, check out the fear monger language here. The day of reckoning has arrived. That was written to be a headline in TMZ. It offers nothing but flowerly, flower, flower, flowerly language. Girl, love you. Think you meant flowery. But you're a little, you're a whole ass lawyer. Let me not, let me not. Anyways, notice how it discusses everything in the future. We will further detail in due course, may result in litigation, anticipate legal proceedings. This is a threat of litigation. The point is to make the other side of this, make a settlement offer to make, uh, let me, the point is to make the other side, make a settlement offer to make the other thing go away before the judge gets involved. So pretty much we know this is coming from fucking Bethany Frankel, right? And apparently there's like 50 other reality TV stars that have um, joined in on it. And pretty much what the headline, it was like NBC, Universal, and Bravo slapped with suit, um, you know, in, including, you know, pretty much bad bad conduct, um, encouraging reality stars to you know, do things that they didn't want to do, da, da, da. And there's, um, you know, some talk about some sexual exploitation in there, which I think is, who knows? Um, I know that also Bethany had brought up Raquel and let me just say this because I'm, y'all know how I feel. I don't want to even want to talk about Vanderpump Rules right now. Everybody's on their, you know, oh, boots on the ground coverage, da, da, da. Here's my thing. At the end of the, I don't think anybody had to encourage Raquel to sleep with Tom Sandoval. Not Bravo, not NBC, not Andy, not nobody. She did it because she wanted to do it. She's an idiot. She did it because she wanted to do it. She is dumb. Okay. And I know y'all, I mean, like, don't call the girl dumb. That's a dumb thing to do. Sleep with your friend's boyfriend. That's a real dumb thing to do. Okay. But no, I don't think anybody had to convince her to do it. Um, just like, I don't think that I'm trying, I really want to be careful with what I say here. I don't think that Bravo makes anybody do anything. I think, do I think you're rewarded for bad behavior? Duh, you're a reality TV star. However, at the end of the day, no one can make me out my coworker, Lisa Renna right? No one can make, you can bring me a story and say, oh, to bring me a storyline and say, oh, what do you think of this? Blah, blah. And I get to decide whether or not I bring it to the table, whether or not I bring it in front of cameras. And I do, I think that it's been a, oh, if you don't bring the storyline to cameras, then you're going to get fired. No, I don't think that. Okay. Fear mongering is also like mentioned in, um, some of the verbiage from what I saw And it's just, I, Listen, I just, it's baffling. Lisa Renna came out also and was like, oh, if you are really supporting the SAG AFTRA um, WGA strike. Yeah, Writers Guild. Um, uh, Writers Guild strike, you should boycott BravoCon too. And I, I want to say this gingerly because I really don't mean to be rude. 
the two people that I've wondered if everything is okay, if we need to do a wellness check on are literally Lisa Rinna and Bethany fucking Frankel. Bethany Frankel is on the internet. Like wrist deep in a boil bag. Like eat, slobbering, eating shellfish, which she's claimed to be allergic to. And like, oh my God, blah, 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 like rambling off. I, I'm sorry. I'm. It's giving a little bit manic. Like, is everything okay? And I, I genuinely mean that because I, I look at her, like everything that she's doing and everything. Bethany does this thing. And for me, for me, it's more than just an ego trip. It's more than just like, a, oh, I'm Bethany Frankel because we know Bethany has a lot of ego. This, I see somebody that's spiraling. I see Bethany, I mean, there's no denying that Bethany was, you know, we have the Bethany clause. We have all of this stuff because of Bethany Frankel. Yeah, she she has made her mark in Real Housewives reality TV history. But what I see is somebody who's struggling with accepting what the next step is for her. And I, I see a spiral personally. Same thing with Lisa Rinna with, you know, some of the stuff that she she says and does i'm like is everything okay like is are you good okay can do you have like where's harry hamlin where's harry hamlin i mean i i am the outspoken wife of a quiet man as well i have so much faith that my husband would be like stop talking to the press stop talking to them don't don't say that don't say that okay do I think that reality stars deserve residuals? Do let me back this up. Do because we're going to touch on Nick from Love Is Blind. Do I think that Real Housewives? I think everybody. If you're on a streaming platform and you're on like a, a Real Housewives or anything like that, do I think you deserve residuals? Absolutely. I do think. I think what's going on with streaming all across the boards, actors, reality TV stars, all of it, they deserve residuals. That is the time that we live in. That is absolutely the time that we live in. The streaming is amazing, but the fact that the people who, whose art and work that we're enjoying are not even getting paid for us enjoying it, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous, right? The thing that The thing that's getting me about a lot of this, so Nick from, I guess it's just when it comes to reality stars, where's the line? Do I think that Bethany should be getting million dollar checks from people, residual checks from people streaming uh, old Roni episodes? No. And I think that's where the struggle comes because I think that Bethany thinks that she should. And what's funny about it is Bethany and apparently Nene is on in on this a little bit. Um, Bethany and Nini have both recently said, oh, I, they would come back to housewives for the check. I love y'all know. I love Nini. Y'all know. I love her. Baby, you can't call your boss a crackhead. You cannot call your boss a cokehead. And then think that you could say, okay, I'll come back. That, that hasn't been the issue thus far. Nini, that wasn't the issue that like, you know what I mean? I just, I don't, I don't know. So Nick from Love is Blind season two, the most forgettable season. I'm sorry. I'm just going to call Spade Spade. He came out and said that he, apparently he is very close to losing his home, being homeless, and that he wishes he never went on the show because it ruined his life. Nick was, he had a very good job. I can't quite remember what it was. 
he went on the show. He ha- he got laid off recently, not because of the show, not because of um, you know, anything like COVID or anything like that. He he got laid off recently, let go from his job recently. Now he's saying, oh, reality TV stars, we don't make any residuals. Do I think, again, do I think that they should make residuals? Yes. If you ask me personally, I would not, I would not consider Nick from Love is Blind season two a reality TV star. He's a reality TV personality. I would give him that. Reality TV star, you did that one season of one show and then that's it. That's it. I know that he apparently wanted to go on another show and that's why him and Danielle, like he was rushing that divorce between him and Danielle or whatever. But you, I think that Nick is the case. I think he wanted, I, I think that he wanted his career to take off career and what I don't know, but I think he wanted more. He thought he was going to get more from being on love is blind and it didn't happen. But again, he, he didn't lose his job because of the show. And I know that some people go on these shows and then they want to go back to their regular jobs and their jobs are like, no, like Paige from Love is Bl- or uh, Love Island C- UK season eight. I think she was a paramedic and she was like, she at one point, I guess she was like, yeah, I'm going to go back to work. And they were like, oh, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. And I, I, I don't, I hate to say I get that. I don't, th- I, cause I don't get it. If I can understand them being like, can we give it a few months, like a month or two for it to die down? Cause when they come out of that villa, I mean, it's mania, you know what I mean? But I do, I think that she shouldn't be allowed to be a paramedic anymore. Absolutely. That's not fair. She spent money on education. Like, you know what I mean? Things like that. So I know some jobs will not take you back after you've been on reality TV because they don't maybe don't want the attention or something like that. Who knows? But I don't, there's always a line. Okay. And I think what there's a different, there's a huge difference between what Bethany and Nene and them are asking for versus what Nick from love is blind is asked for. Because I'm again, I'm going to call a spade a state who the people streaming real housewives, the old episode, the real housewives of New York and real housewives of Atlanta versus the people streaming season two of love is blind. Oh, I don't even think saying the difference is night and day is fair enough. You don't rewatch Love is Blind because it's like, oh, let me rewatch this episode. Like you, that's, Love is Blind isn't a rewatch show, just so we're clear. If somebody's watching it right now, they're probably watching it for, because they haven't seen it before, right? I can't wait for the new season in uh, September. (gasps) New season in September, another season of The Ultimatum, a couple weeks from now, uh, August 23rd, I think. Oh, so excited. Anyways, yeah. So I think it's interesting what's trying to be done here. I don't, we'll see. Do I think that they'll actually, like it said, like the article said, it's not a lawsuit and the day of reckoning is coming. coming. Um, somebody pointed out, it might've been allegedly Bravo. I can't, or I think it might've been, I don't know. I can't remember who it was. And I'm so sorry. I don't know who, who said this, but they made an amazing point. They were like, Bethany is suing, you know, the network NBC Bravo, not suing, sorry, taking this out on NBC Bravo and production companies and things like that. And she has had a handful of reality TV shows, both go to production and, you know, be aired as well as some that not have not gone to production where she has been a producer. 
Bethany just a year ago had a loss. No, nah, I don't want to call it a full lawsuit, but she got herself into some legal drama because she had this girl under contract, this influencer mom who she wanted to develop a show with her and a few other women and COVID happened. And then when COVID happened, they put a hold on them. So pretty much they couldn't, they would pay them not a lot, but a little and they, but they could not work on any other production. So they couldn't sign on to any other show, even if they got offers and they could, they were, they were under stipulations. to what per the contract, what they could do online as well. So the girl kept, she started like she just she was an influencer so she was like well i'm gonna keep influencing that doesn't have anything to do with reality tv bethany is such a disgustingly greedy person to me i don't even think it's smart business it's disgustingly greedy the way she treats other women that she thinks are getting ahead of her or um anything like that and then not only treats them but tries to take their you know, take what they do and make it her own. I, I can't stand it. It's disgusting to me. But the Bethany tried to, and I'm loosely quoting this here, so don't take everything for I say, like, don't cite me as a source, okay? But it's all on the internet. Bethany and her got into a tete-a-tete, like a back, back and forth. So somebody, they got served back and forth with some cease and desist and some more shit like that. And she pissed the girl off and the girl went on TikTok and aired her ass out, rightfully so. Because you got to stop playing with people. The name Beth Bethany Franco ain't finna scare everybody all the time. When she was handing out cease and desist like fucking Halloween candy on TikTok, girl, you you don't scare nobody. You you're not scaring anybody. You got to stop that shit, okay? Just like watching her be like, my I have a full face of drugstore makeup on right now. Can you believe it, girl? Where were you in 2013 when those YouTube girlies Jackie Ina and them were like full face of drugstore makeup and getting a million views on fucking video hello you didn't invent that shit we've been known that drugstore can make you look glam please go sit down and see if brand needs something oh my god oh my days as they say let's let's get into the shows <laughs> okay let's start with atlanta i don't have much to say which is a fucking <laughs> pattern this season first of all they filmed the reunion um and they we saw the reunion looks today i'm not gonna lie y'all Marlo was my favorite. I'm going to, I'm going to put them up on stories, um, all of the looks and do, you know, my ratings or everything. I just saw them really quickly today. So I didn't get, I really didn't get time to like dive all the way into them, put them on stories, yada, yada. But, um, there's the ladies are still in Portugal this week. And listen, I don't know why Kissgate is coming back up because we've already been here. We've, we've already seen it. Every single person says that uh drew and latoya kissed right i don't know why we're talking about it i don't know why drew is denying it so vehemently but i don't i don't care about it i can't care about it okay then it just seemed like this episode everybody was dead set on arguing like it's like cousin courtney wanted to get her her licks in she was picking with kenya and i hate this is my thing and not to get too deep into anything because I really shouldn't be telling y'all this. Somebody at work told me that I was irrelevant today, right? And I was like, looked at them because I was like, okay. In the grand scheme of things, we're all irrelevant to each other because we don't mean anything to each other outside of here. So, and I, and for the record, I wasn't trying to be relevant. Like what? I was like, I was like, I wasn't trying to be relevant. I'm sitting here, but Courtney sold Kenya she was irrelevant and it's like well babes 
you are kind of talking about her. She fell and you, the first thing out of your mouth was that's karma. It's giving relevance in your brain. If somebody I don't like falls, I'm gonna be like, that's crazy. They good? Okay. And I'm gonna move on. Like, I hate when people are like, you're irrelevant. You're taking time out to talk to me. So I'm obviously a little relevant. In the words of Candy, I'm embedded in your motherfucking brain. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But yeah, I was like, Courtney, please, please, please be quiet. Be quiet, okay? Because it's too much. It's it's just too much. And I'm not going to lie, y'all. I may not care for Marlo that much, but she ate Drew the fuck up. I saw people saying that Drew ate Marlo up with them edges and then no, she didn't. No, she did not. It was such a weak clap back. It, it was, it, ugh. they were all getting on my nerves, but Drew, all Drew said, what, or sorry, all Marlo said to Drew was, I do the same thing your husband does. Your husband's in tech, da, da, da. Why you're running to your husband and saying, oh, Marlo was talking about you. Marlo was talking about you to the point where Ralph is texting Marlo. I'm sorry. Nar, nar, bruv. That is so that is so, so lame. I'm sorry. The, the lady didn't even say anything about Ralph like that. Now, if we're talking about when uh, a couple weeks ago, when Marlo was saying, oh, Ralph wants me, Ralph wants me, that's different. But at this point in time, at this point in time, what we're seeing on the show, Drew doesn't know that she said that, right? So doing all this, oh, Ralph wants me, or doing all this uh, texting Ralph and she's texting, or and he, then he's texting Marlo. God, I can't talk. It's, it, it was dumb. It was a flop for me. It really, really was. I don't even know where we're going the rest of the season, but I will hope we hurry up and get there because, oh my God, I cannot believe I just yawned in y'all's ear like that. And I would love to sit here and tell you that I'm going to edit that out. And I would love to sit here and tell you that I'm going to restart recording this segment, but I'm not going to do either. <laughs> I'm not going to do either. Maybe if I, you know, was with a network, maybe if someone signed me, paid me to make this podcast, I'm just kidding. I, I get paid a little bit, a little bit. Okay. Not a lot of it, but I'm sorry. I yawned in y'all's ear. We got to move on. Anyways, that's kind of how watching Real Housewives of Atlanta makes me feel. I don't know where we're going from here. Apparently Andy said that there was something, something really funny happened. We, we keep, we know we can't trust Andrew that much though. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that's all I have for Atlanta. I think, I think that's it. Moving on to OC. Um, listen, everybody's talking about Shannon Bedore's relationship. That, that, that's just the truth. Everybody is talking about Shannon Bedore's, Bedore's relationship and that's obvious. Why are they talking about it? Probably because she's being super secretive about it, if I'm being very honest. People who are just super secretive about stuff, it makes you wonder. You know what I mean? And especially when they're super secretive and you know something's going on there and then they like kind of tell you like, oh, this, oh, we got this, got into this fight or yada, yada, duty, duty. You know what I mean? So, um, everybody's talking about it. No one's innocent. No one's hands are clean. They're, they're really about to come for fancy pants this season. They're they're really about to come for her. 
Um, let me just say this, guys. I'm I'm a little scared because I feel like I'm at the point at the point with Gina where even when she's being funny, I don't like her. I I fear I fear I am have stepped fully into I don't like her territory, and I don't like that. Okay, because I like to see where everybody is good for the show, but I just don't. I think her friendship with Jen is so fucking fake. I think it is so fucking fake, especially for all that carrying on she was doing, talking about I can't, I can't sit here and act like cheating is okay. Jen never said cheating is okay. She's just telling her story. She's just saying this is what happened in my life. This is how we got together. Like she never was partitioning, partitioning, petitioning. Like, oh yeah, ladies, be a cheater. It works out. Like speaking of Jen, she she leads a messy life. I'm sorry. She leads a messy, messy ass life. Why that ex-husband still sleeps in the same bed, bed when he comes in town? No, that's too much. That's just too much. Okay. Um, this, this, listen, this UK accent isn't going anywhere for like probably another week or two until I can get the Love Island UK all the way shaken off. And then the Ryan of it all. Of course, of course, Jen is going to say that Heather Amin was in love with Ryan. He, she was in love with her or she was in love with him and she was jealous. Once I said, seriously, how old are you, Jen? Do I think Heather Amin was in love with Ryan? No, because you know why? I think that if Heather Amin was in love with Ryan, then Ryan would have fucked her. So therefore, I think that Heather and Ryan have fucked. I think they were fucking. If I'm being completely honest, I think Heather and Ryan were fucking. And it was one of those, like, he's just my best friend. He's just my best friend. Like, he's just my best friend. And then they fucked. Do you know how many guy best friends I've had that I fucked? A couple. A couple. Were we best friends after that? No. <laughs> no. We were not. Okay. And it's fine. I have fucked a couple that I'm still friends with, but they're not my best friends anymore. And plus, that was just time in life. But to say, like, oh, she's jealous. Heather, not to quote Jordan Woods when talking about Tristan and Chloe, no one's jealous of your situation, babe. It's a mess. It's a mess. Your, your man sends limp dick pictures, even if by accident, two people. I would be humiliated. Fucking humiliated. And I like how when Eddie says, like, when he, when confronted, Ryan, that is, confronted about whether or not he said he was going to fuck Tamara, he he starts apologizing and then he goes even though i have nothing to apologize for no if i never said that then i'm not apologizing for anything what this dude is delulu and he dresses so fucking terribly so fucking terribly y'all it's it's so bad i when i saw that graffitied jean jacket with the cheetah print cheetah print popped collar. Oh my, I was shocked. I was shocked. I would never, ever, I'm sorry. You cannot go out with me like that. One time my husband tried to put, you know how dudes will like put on shirts, not stylish dudes. My husband is not a fashion guy. You know how dudes who just don't fucking care will put on shirts and you'll be like, you know, that's too small, right? My husband say that to my husband the other day. I said, that shirt's too small. He was like, no, yes. Change. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck. You're not coming out with me looking like that. You don't have to look like you walked out of an Armani magazine, but your clothes not about to be too small. What? No. 
nar bro i'm in when heather heather when jen's like oh do i dress him are you serious do you see him no baby do you see him do you see him we see him we want to know if you see him because it's baffling to us to the ton to us lot that you came out with that man looking like that oh god i'm embarrassed for her i really am i'm embarrassed for her now i said this on the ticky talkie I dream of the day that I am so rich that somebody just bling bling rings my phone and says, uh, yeah, somebody wants to buy your house for 55 million. And I'm like, let me think about it. Think about it. Think about it. If you want to give me 55 million for like almost anything, I'm probably going to do it. I will give you a toe. I'll give you a big one. Honestly, not even a pinky, not even one of the middle ones. I'll give you a fucking big toe. I'll cut it off right here, right now for you. I'm not kidding. Like, and Heather's just like, oh, this house is a chore. I don't want anymore. I dream of the day to where I think about moving and I don't get like extreme anxiety trying to wonder how I'm going to pay for it, first of all, and then like actually move the stuff. I, I dream of that day. Heather, Heather DeBrell, not, not a thought in her and Terry's mind. Now, they got the penthouse in LA or whatever, da, da, da. People, I've seen people saying like, oh yeah, they're definitely breaking up. They're definitely breaking up. Why do, why are people thinking that because they got a penthouse there that they're breaking up? I don't understand. Terry and Heather seem like one of the most together, together couples of, uh, all of, all of housewives, reality TV. I don't get it. Uh, I think that's all I have for OC too. Yeah, that's it. Um, Let's talk Love Island. Okay, Love Island UK. First of all, Sammy and Jess won. Sammy, I'm not even. Gonna, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. No disrespect to Jess. I like. I liked Jess. I really do. I, Sammy, I can't deal with that. And then Abby gave an interview on. It doesn't matter what was on. She gave me a fucking interview, right? And she was like, "Yeah, there was an argument during lunch one day because Jess heard Sammy say that." his type was that she wasn't his type and that his type is petite brunettes and they got into an argument and of course it had to be solved because cameras were down they couldn't like before they went to break or whatever everything was fine so when they, they like love island does that thing like you can't communicate nothing can really happen off camera like when if cameras are actually down so when they're at lunch and stuff they're not supposed to talk to each other about anything that's going on that can possibly make a storyline in there um so they got into that. And then Mal, so that's a separate time than what Mal said, because Mal said, Mal and Abby were never in the villa together. They were never in the villa together. Mal said that when she was in the villa, she had to tell Sammy like, uh, you might want to lower your voice because he was speaking loudly about the fact that Jess was not his type. Jessica, baby, I want better for you. He doesn't like, that's so fucked up. And now all of a sudden he's acting like the best boyfriend. She posted a picture the other to the, earlier today and she was like, my boy with him. And I was like, Jess, what? What? You heard him say those things. Why? Why? I don't, I don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. I want better for Jess. Um, next thing's next. Katie has been running her mouth on all these podcasts when she got out. And she said that during the snog Mary pie challenge, we know that Whitney pied Zach, right? Zach was so mad that he picked up the pie and chucked it at Whitney. Now, 
Everybody was like, ah, oh, Katie just be saying stuff. She liar, she liar, she liar. Abby did her interview and said the exact same thing happened. She was like, yeah, that did happen. I need to, first of all, somebody got kicked off of that show for throwing a Clementine at someone. A guy did uh, at a girl, but I'm sorry. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say this. Zach exhibits. I don't want to use the word problematic because I don't think it's problematic, like full on problematic, but he exhibits behaviors that are like questionable, highly questionable. If we're in between the questionable and problematic columns, we are still in the questionable column, but we could possibly soon be entering the problematic column, right? Because it's a challenge. First things first, it, you, you're throwing, you threw a pie in somebody's face, but he's mad about what she said. And I think it's important to know that like you, you picked up, you picked up that pie and threw it at that girl. One, I want to know what Locken did. I want to know what Locken did when he, and they said that Whitney was not happy. I wouldn't be fucking happy either. I'm sorry. I would not be on that fucking show. I'd be like, you guys need, really? Secondly, is the Molly of it all. I don't, I don't dislike Molly. Let me just say this. I don't dislike Molly. I just think that it's unfair that she got to come back. That's it. I just think that's unfair. This is, Molly's 21 years old. Zach is 25. I don't like that. And I've been 21 when I was 20, my boyfriend was 35, right? I've been in that position where you're dating an older guy. Now they're closer in age than me and him were. I know that. Okay. But when you're dating an older guy and he kind of does stuff and you're just like kind of looking at him. And I fear that like Molly really likes him so much that she's like, well, that's just Zach. He's just upset. Blah, blah, blah. No, he's a fucking dickhead. He's more than a dickhead. Also, like, like I said, questionable into problematic behavior because there was something else that he did. It was the shut up. Okay. The shut up also when he told Whitney to shut up, there was something else that he did that I was like, that's your, uh, I'm not fucking with your, with how you get down. I'm really not, but I need to move on to another man in there. Y'all, I upset the Scott Defense League a little bit this week. I don't care because one thing about me, I'm going to say how I fucking feel. And I'm not changing my opinion just because people want to bully me into that. Scott came out of the villa and gave his interviews. Guess what? Scott said that pretty much everything that Catherine said during her interviews was correct. So we did not, I'm not going to say we, because I had a fucking feeling because I listened, right? When Scott told that girl on that bed, that girl being Catherine, as of right here, right now in this villa, it's me and you. I looked at him. Everybody, whole world was like, oh my God, Scott. Dada. I was looking at him and I was looking at y'all. And I was like, all he said was that he wasn't going to talk to anybody else in the house right now. That doesn't account for, this is a show where people regularly, routinely come into the villa and stay. That weren't there before. So I was looking at y'all like, why do y'all think that's so cute? And I think Scott is fine. Don't get me wrong. I thought him and Catherine were cute as fuck. I just, I knew that it wasn't, it wasn't what we were seeing, right? So Catherine gave her a little interview when she came out of the villa and said, Scott said that he was going to get to know Casa Girls and new bombshells. People called her a liar. People were like, no, blah, blah, blah. Scott comes out of the villa, does his interview. He goes, yeah, she's right. I did say that. So with knowing that information, with knowing that fucking information, Scott told her, 
I'm going to get to know other bombshells and Casa girls. Let me also, let me back this up. I had been saying too that I don't think that Scott realized that how much he liked that girl. His sister said he came into the villa wanting to get to know Catherine. She was his number one, right? I really think that Scott was like, I want to get to know Catherine, but this is Love Island. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to play it up. I'm high. I'm a goalkeeper. I'm this, I'm this, I'm that, da, da, da. I think that he thought that's how he was about to do it. That's not what happened. I think that he got more feelings for Catherine than he intended to. And I think that he didn't realize it until he saw her with that other man. Where I don't fuck with Scott is saying that it's what's done is done. You weren't closed off with her. She did not betray you. She and she and he also said he was like, no, he was like, what's not shown was she came to me and she said, I want to get to know both of you and explore both of you. And he immediately told her no. He said no. And I do think that that's unfair. She gave him the chance to explore Katie, to explore Leah right in front of her face. I think it was greatly unfair for him to say no to her. Everyone said, well, she moved mad in Casa. She did what she was supposed to do in Casa. Did I love the kisses with Elam? No, just because I felt like Elam. I, did Elam love bomb her? Yes. And people saying like, oh, well, she shouldn't have got love bombed. Y'all, the point of being love bombed is not to be like, oh my God, this person is love bombing. It's a form of manipulation. Don't be dense. Don't be dense. Okay. Shit. Trying to blame Catherine for everything. My main thing also is, though, is Scott is low-key a gaslighter. Scott is low-key a gaslighter. He literally said, you said you are going to get to know bombshells and Casa girls, right? Casa people, like whatever happened with him and Gabby, he re he realized, in, I think that's when he realized in Casa that Catherine was on his mind more than he thought. And he said that. He was like, she was on my mind way more than I even thought. And he said, she wowed him. She wowed him. I just don't, I listen to the words that people say. I just don't think that he thought that it was going to be like that. I don't think that he thought she was going to wow him that way. And look, in the words of Whitney, shout out Catherine. Okay. Shout out Mole. Shout out Catherine. Because she had a boy wowed. All right. But you said you told, if you tell somebody, I'm going to do this. I'm going to crack on. I'm going to get to know so-and-so. Okay. And then they go and they do the same thing. And then he says, yes, I told her. I was going to crack on. Yes, I told her I was going to get to know people, but I didn't. And she did. If I could enter the blink, 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 blink sound right now, just blank stare, I would. You told me you were going to get to know every other girl. I went into Casa thinking you're going to get to know other girls. You, you want to get to know other girls. You're going to take that chance. Every time a bombshell comes in, you're going to be over there in her face. And the, there's six, five, six girls coming in with Casa. You're going to get to know them. You're going to be in their face. I need to stay over here and not be in anybody's face. It wasn't, we're going to have fun in Casa and then come back to each other. That was in the agreement. You said, you're going to, you're open. You're open. But it's my fault for doing things that open people do. He keeps saying that. He keeps saying that in interviews. He's like, but at the end of the day, she did recouple. And I, like, he, he's got, he, he like says a lot of the right thing. And I have to remember this kid's 22 because he says the right thing for a little bit. He'll be like, 
He'll be like, my pride got in the way when I ended things with her, my pride, my pride, my pride. But then he'll be like, no, there's no chance for us ever again because she recoupled with Ellen. Your pride is still getting in your way. I don't know. And I look, I don't know. It's it's so different. Everybody says that it's so different from in the villa than on, and on the outside. So it could, that could have been situational. It really could have been an in the villa thing with him and on the outside, blah, blah, blah. But he just seems like a dude that likes to keep his options open to me because like he said in an interview too, like, oh, coming out of the villa single obviously has its perks. And he's saying, he's saying never say never with Catherine, but not right now. Not right now, not right now, because you want to see how many pussy, how much pussy you slay coming out of the Love Island high that you're on. I'm sorry. I just, I'm not saying, I don't think Scott's a bad guy. I don't think he can. I just don't think he is what everybody tried to make him out to be. Right. Um, when it comes to Love Island USA, I will skip Love, and I, Love Island USA, um, on this pod for this week, just because I'm talking about it with Kendrick over on his pod. So if you want to hear me talk about Love Island USA, um, I'm over on reality and comics too with Kendrick. He, he has an interview with Victor who just got dumped from the Island. And then I don't know if my part is before Victor's or after, but it's, it's that episode. So you can hear me talk over there. Um, other things I started my YouTube channel, y'all. I started my YouTube channel. I'm super excited. Um, you know, I've, I've always wanted a YouTube channel. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I've wanted, I remember when I first started like watching like all of the YouTube girlies back in like 2011, 2012, I always thought it was such a cool thing. I always, always, always wanted to do it. And I always, always, always stopped myself because I was like, you're going to look stupid. Like you're going to look stupid but I had to get to a point where I was like, I don't care. And you know, it, it, for a long time, it's going to be like, not a lot of people watching and things like that. And that's fine. You know what I mean? But I'm just glad that I started doing something that I really wanted to do because, and stop, like got all of that noise out of my, out of my head. And it's funny because that not skinny, not fat girl, I don't know her name. I just, that's the podcast, like her podcast called not skinny, not fat. And then I don't know this other lady's name. I just see her on TikTok all the time. It's those two older white ladies with like Southern accents who you would think were conservative, but they're actually super liberal. And they got really popular because like, I don't fucking know, because they're, they're, they're pretty liberal, right? They were pretty much talking there. They were making fun of micro influencers. So they're like, who the fuck are you talking to with your 200 followers or 2000 followers and 10 likes like how embarrassing and I was like that's so and they're getting eaten up on the internet obviously and I was like that's so funny because it's real that honestly truly is literally where like that's how I used to feel Phil am I fucking Whitney Rose oh my god but that's how I used to feel I'd be like this I'd, I'd be like I don't have enough followers for that like I'm, I'm gonna look silly blah, blah blah and then I'll tell you when it all clicked for me I y'all know I love Jojo not Jojo Siwa, please don't do me like that. Jojo the singer as in get out right now. Seeing the view and you and me. It's too late now. Okay, sorry. But y'all know I love her. She posted something. I can't remember what it was, but she was like talking to somebody about like how many likes you like how, how likes obviously engagement rule everything. And if something if likes are like low on a video or on a post. And she was like, imagine you get six likes on a, on a video in the grand scheme of things of social media. Is that a big deal? No, that's, that's essentially bad. Right. I'm using air quotes there. Essentially that is bad. That's not, nobody's checking for you. No brands are looking for you. Blah, blah. But she goes, 
imagine six people coming up to you throughout the day and being like, Hey, I like you. Hey, this is funny. Hey, and paying you a compliment. And that's when it all clicked for me. That's really when it all clicked for me. I was like, no, that, cause that's crazy. That like, if six people came up to me in a day and, and were, was like, oh, I, I think, you know, I like you. I'm a fan, or I'm a fan of you or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I would be like, what? I'd be like, that's crazy. But for some reason, when it comes to the internet, that, that doesn't cross our minds. That's not enough for us. And I get it. Cause like, even when I can be like, when, after Sandoval ended, and y'all know how I felt like I did not want to keep, I don't want to just keep posting, like grasping at Vanderpump rules straws to be able to have content. I want to, I watch other shows. I want to do other things, but those, those are my highest, like my most, like my most engaged videos are those Vanderpump rules videos on TikTok. So I struggled for a little bit because I was, I was still doing what I do. Like I was still reviewing the shows, all of that stuff, but it just wasn't, it wasn't hitting like that because no one, we, everyone wanted to talk about Vanderpump Pool still. Everyone wanted to get in the tea. And, and I think everybody was going on downhill. So I, I, I'm not going to lie. I lost some wind in my sails for a little bit because I was like, and I was so scared too, because I, I'm not going to lie to you. At that time of uh, Scandoval and Vanderpump Rules, I was waking up. There was one day I gained 500 new followers on TikTok in one fucking day. I was like, whoa. I, w- I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I was like, this is crazy. I was like, this is fucking crazy. And then after Vanderpump Rules and stuff ended, I think I was average. Like, I think I was probably averaging like four new followers a week. And then now, and but like, I was getting very dis- discouraged, but it's, I had to keep with it. It's picking up and it, it goes in ebbs and flows. And, you know, that's, I'm just, I'm just rambling at this point, if you're still listening, <laughs> but that's, I started my YouTube just to get back to that. Um, I'm Zell Brooks on there. S E L L E. You might have to type in at who asked Zell from, cause what, from what I've learned, if you don't have a lot of content, you don't have a lot of um, views and stuff like that, then it's hard to find you on, on YouTube just from the search bar. But I, it's in my link tree. So if you go to link tree on my Instagram, if you go to link tree on my TikTok, anything like that, you'll find it there. You can click on the YouTube, but yeah, it'll be weekly vlogs. I'm still trying to figure out like how I want to do pod podcasting and stuff on there. Um, or, you know, even talking about reality TV and stuff on there in general. So yeah. Um, head on over. Don't forget to rate and review me five stars, please. And thank you. Leave me a little cute review. I haven't even checked the reviews in so long. Because sometimes they give me anxiety. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes they give me anxiety. But actually, I'll check them when I get off here. But I'll talk to y'all next week.